Hey there, this is Coach AA. On August 2nd, a little bit later than usual, let's get going. The three things for today on cheat codes, on making it near impossible to indulge in a bad habit, and finally, on forward progress. start with cheat codes. I used to play a lot of video games. In fact, I think 10-year-old, 15-year-old, 20-year-old me would be devastated to hear that I don't own a video game console today. But I guess uh, that's part of growing up, eh? Anyways, we, we had a computer all the time. I, mean, I want to say from when I was 10 or 11, whenever Wolfenstein came out. That was the first uh, game I vividly remember playing. And then I finished it, got bored, and then I found Doom. I think, I think Doom's making a comeback today, but, uh, well, I'm talking about the good old... Doom, 94, 95, something like that. I loved it. I used to play it. I used to wake up early in the morning before school. Uh, I used to play it after my dad went to bed, not because he'd object, but because he'd be on the computer. And, you know, so I could use it only after he went back to bed. I would play it before dinner, after dinner. I used to play, oh my God, all the time. And one day I found cheat codes. I still remember the exact uh, cheat codes. IDDQD for invincibility. IDKFA for uh, unlimited ammo. Weird. The first day or two was a blast. I could just explore the entire level. I could go blast uh, all these demon, gorilla-ish looking things. I had access to guns that normally were not even in the lower levels. It was fun. And then it got boring. Because it took the challenge out of it. It took, well, I don't know, it took something out of it. I never played Doom after that, seriously. I moved on to playing FIFA 95, I think, and thankfully football does not, did not have cheat codes. I don't know if it does or not. And I was just hooked on to sport games, but that was the end of uh, playing Doom for me. I realize in school, in, in, the, in the game we were all forced to play in school, which is score marks, I had my cheat code. My cheat code was simply, well, this is how little studying I need to do. This is how many marks I need to score to keep all the stakeholders at bay, 
uh, my mom, my teachers, my status as a smart kid or whatever. And well, I played that game. It got pretty good because I knew the, if not the cheat code or whatever, the ins and outs of that game. And it taught me absolutely nothing good. And that's why I love lifting weights. I love the gym. I, I found something here that I did not learn from life. I am fond of saying training is my sandbox for life because there are beautiful and blunt lessons I learned at the gym that I've been able to carry out into the larger context of life. And if not for this lesson, I would still not understand the value of hard work or even simply how to do hard work. The iron game, you got to you know, pay your dues. You want to deadlift more? Well, focus on form and technique. Find the right training plan. Find the right coach. Do the work. Hit a plateau. Well, solve it. Most times, it involves some thought work, some coaching, and a lot of work. That's it. It's that simple. And when the initial gains went away and things got more complex, and as I learned more, I started to realize I needed to pay attention to a lot more of my day than just the hour or so at the gym, the week, the month, sometimes even a few months or the year. And the better work I put in, the more I see results. So think about it. For those of us who chase short-term wins or easy wins or I just want to lift this weight. Why? Sometimes the point is not lifting that weight but getting there to be able to lift that weight. If you're somebody who's already used to hard work, if you're somebody who learned the lesson earlier than me, then you should love the gym. Then you should love lifting weights. It's the simplest feedback system there is. Do good work, get good results. I think many times we get confused about the work we do or about life and how much life takes Life, uh, life is heavy sometimes. There's work stress, 
there's family stress, blah, blah, blah. And we come into the gym to work out, which is okay. But don't confuse the scorecard there and the scorecard in life as well. So anyways, no cheat codes. And that's the whole point. That's the whole beauty of things, I think. The second one on making it near impossible to do a bad habit is this beautiful quote, uh, quote by James Clear. The best way to break a bad habit is to make it impossible to do. Sounds simple, but what does it mean? I realize I stumbled onto this a long time ago as part of my process, and it's one of the tenets uh, we actually use at the quad as well. Clean out your pantry. I was reminded of this in a recent conversation I had with somebody who has a bunch of junk food at home, or not, not even, you know, chips and coke and that kind, just, just something lying around that nobody really wants to uh, have, but they sometimes have it. And I told them, simple, get rid of it. It's useless. But coming over that waste, that, that mentality we all have, that wasting is wrong, you should eat all the food in your plate, blah, 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 blah. All that baggage, oh my. So cleaning out the pantry is hard, I get it. But think about it. Especially now, we're staying in our house most of the time. You go to the kitchen, there's a piece of candy. You can say no to it once, two, three, four, five times, but you're inevitably gonna cross it more times than your willpower can stand. There are only so many no's you can say in a day. If not, the 50th time today, in a day or two, you're going to pop that in. Replace candy with whatever your drug is, folks. For me, it's candy. For me, it's sugar. The simplest way to break this bad habit of mindlessly eating this sugar is to simply make it inaccessible. Yes, there's Swiggy, yes, I can go to the store, but that step, that's the whole point of it. If I truly want to indulge, let me take that step. So I started doing this when I was in San Francisco uh, clearing out all the chips and the amazing junk food that's available in the U.S. Oh my God, it's mind-boggling. And a good habit that came by was also, if I'm going to put something sugary in, might as well make it the best sugary thing out there. And to me, that was uh, Ghirardelli. Uh, Ghirardelli is um, this amazing, amazing chocolate company. They have a huge uh, 
gorgeous retro-ish uh, brick building that's by the by the water, not too far from Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, uh, if you've been to San Francisco, you know Ghirardelli. So to me, it was a 20-minute drive. I used to live in the Presidio. And finding parking is not easy in SF. So to drive that far, to drive around for parking, many times I would just give up, not give up, because parking was difficult, but by then I had enough time to process this sugary want. Do I really want that sugar? Nah, it was just an impulse. And I would just drive back. But once a week or so, I would have that delicious uh, chocolate sundae milkshake thing, sometimes even two. Um, honestly, I've had three in a row and gotten a headache as well, but that's neither here nor there. So the point, I guess, I'm trying to make, make it easy on yourself. And if you're truly going to indulge, indulge. There's no guilt about it. I used to look forward to that Girardelli trip, the drive the walk up there to the store, waiting in line, staring at the chocolate making, all of it was part of my reward. It wasn't just dunk some sugary thing into my belly. So there should be no guilt associated with it. And for those of you who are thinking, I will do this, but let the junk in my house naturally get over, I'll leave you with this parting thought. Does your stomach make a better trash can than your trash can? Finally, on forward progress, this is a question that drives me, well, I wouldn't say crazy, but it keeps me up. Why do some people make slow and steady progress? Why did I not give up? and continue making progress, even though there are so many instances in my life, in fitness and in life where I've given up, where I've stumbled and been put off by the lack of progress, by plateaus. Thankfully, I've, I've had a wonderful opportunity to learn from some of you, people who have the patience, who have the smarts to not look at shiny objects, not be distracted. And I think there's, there's some value in, in this. And there's no right answer, or at least I haven't stumbled onto the magical one way to coach this. But one tool is milestones. First up, remember where you started as a good thing if I'll, I'll use me as an example it's the simplest way not to offend anybody right I was a skinny weakling in school I was this chunky weakling in college now I want to remember that that's where I started but I don't want to identify with that kid 
because I frankly don't identify with him. But any time I think about, oh, why am I squatting only, you know, 56 today? Why am I not strong enough to squat that 64? Shut up, whiner. Like, what are you whining about? Is this something to even whine about? It's just a day. It's just a lift. What is the best I can do today? Oh, if it's 56, well, let's make the 56 look beautiful. If it's 32, let's make it look amazing. How does it matter? I have come so far from where I used to be. And I'm never going back there again. And I'm constantly going to make forward progress. That much is evident. That much is clear. So I want to use and remind myself of, hey, this is where you started and you've come a long way. Like not being able to run 500 meters. That sounds ridiculous, but that used to be me. But what happens when we use, say, milestones as well, like, hey, you don't have a push-up? Oh, okay. Do you have a 30-second plank? No, okay, let's start there. 30, 45, 60, 75, 90, two minutes. And then elevator push-ups. One elevator push-up, two, three, four, five. And then let's bring the elevation down. Blah, 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 20, 30, 40 milestones to your push-up. This might be 40 days, this might be 40 weeks, but it doesn't matter. These milestones give you enough feedback to keep you on track. But again, this is for the more enlightened people. And like I said, I don't have a way to teach enlighten enlightenment yet. Most people run away. Run away when the going gets tough because... Well, that's already true in life and you come to the gym because you just want instant gratification. You want something else. I want to lose 10 kilos in a month. No, that's not going to happen. Well, let's not say it's not going to happen, but it's terrible for you. You're going to put that weight on in no time at all. It's just how it is. But generally, anything stupid or perfect they all work. They all work for six weeks. The sensible things work for much longer. They work for six months. They work for six years. They work for 20, 30 years. The stupid thing will give you superb results, especially when you're on a plateau doing something else and you come in to do this and you think, you know what, that idiot coach of mine didn't know what he was talking about. I'm glad I stopped going to him. Come on. Think about it. If there was something better than what I'm prescribing to you, why wouldn't I prescribe it? There isn't. The problem, I've realized, is within. I'm not saying I'm flaw faultless or I cannot help you. I am still figuring it out, but it is a mindset. And the key is, are you making forward progress of some sort? Or rather, as this really smart guy, Shane Parrish, puts it, imagine sitting on a commuter train and your stop is near the end of the line. 
if you were certain that you were on the right track, you wouldn't get off simply because the train stopped from time to time. You know that stops are part of the journey. You can learn a lot from them and eventually the train will start moving again. Yet, when it comes to the goals that are most important to us in life, we tend to jump tracks the second we stop perceiving forward momentum. We're choosing the illusion of progress over what really matters. I wish I could say things that smart and things that clearly. But until then, we'll just steal these things, eh? So what I think we are missing is this clarity on are we on the right track? So that's the question I want to try to figure out. How can I help you understand whether you're on the right track or not? I'm not saying everybody's on the right track or I can put everybody on the right track. If you like the way I coach, if you like the way we coach, if you like the Quad's philosophy, then yes, you're on the right train. Stay on the train. We got this. At the Quad, we stick to our guns. Like nonsense, HIIT, gassers, or wipe you on the floor, run around when I blow a whistle, blah, blah, blah. They might make you feel good for that day. And of course, we do finishers and things like that, but those truly boot camp workouts are terrible. They don't do anything except they make you, they give you the illusion of work done, the illusion of progress. We will always coach proper shantan conditioning. And there is no place for average form there. There is no place for random stuff there. Some days will feel light and easy because they're meant to be. Some days will push you a lot out of your comfort zone. And that's the way it is. I think if we all come in with a mindset of, I'm going to do the best I can today. And the best is simply not one-dimensional as wiping ourselves out, giving every ounce of energy and working myself out, but redefining this best as, did I do my best today? Did I do my best at the gym? Was I the best I could be today? It becomes much easier, of course, when we know we're on the right track. But for now, you can just trust me on this or stop wasting your money and go somewhere else. But pick one. Pick the track. Stay on the track. And be patient. Communicate more. And we can figure this out. So point is, get on the train. Stay on it. Enjoy it. Because this train's going for a long time. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. You guys have a good Sunday or, well, whenever you're listening to this. 
I would love to hear questions, feedback, thoughts, anytime you have it. And you don't have to be too nice about it or anything. I, I can take it. So, or if you feel you'd rather be anonymous, well, we can figure out a way for you to give me anonymous feedback. I didn't realize I was that much of an ass. Anywho, thoughts, questions are welcome. You have a good one. Bye-bye.